You're listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast, with your host Danny and Kaylee. Hey guys, and welcome to Zap Night. I'm your host Danny, and Kaylee is still out for a little while longer. I'm trying to coax her into doing some more uh, video games here soon. So um, today I have a special guest with me, a good friend of mine, Don. Thank you. So uh, this is the 16th episode. Woo-hoo. And uh, we are playing Mario 64. So, uh, what's your experience with Mario 64? It's one of my favorite games for the console, um, which is why I wanted to give it a go this go around. It's different replaying it now, though. I mean, it was really strange. Is it still, is it still your favorite game after you've replayed it? I, it actually is, <laughs> okay. but from a different perspective. Sure. Like, you know, when I first went through it years and years and years ago, like it was so open ended and I spent so much time going through stuff. I was able to run through it a grand total in probably like a week now because I, I knew everything that I had had from, you know, 20 years past. Sure, so. yeah. Yeah, no, still a great game. I had never picked it up before. I played, I didn't have it growing up. So what little bit I did play was from other people's houses and, you know, spending the night at friends and stuff. So it was like I barely got through the first couple episodes or the first yeah. couple levels. Playing it again We'll get into it, but sure. it, it wasn't it wasn't easy. No, it, <laughs> it wasn't easy. Yep. So let's kind of talk about the development a little bit. This was developed by Nintendo, and it was actually the release game for the 64. So it came out the same time the 64 was released. Yep. That was in June of 1996 in Japan, and then in September 1996 in the U.S. I believe they pretty much sold out. Like, as Nintendo does, they just sell straight out and... I, I was a launch day adopter. Really? I, I actually, uh, long story short, traded in like every video game console I had up until that point. My Genesis, my Nintendo, wow. my Game Boy, everything at GameStop so that I could get an N64 at launch day. And this was definitely the title that I wanted to play. Wow. So I, I started right from day one. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. The game spent the first years in development as Mario FX, and it was actually originally developed for the Super Nintendo. But with the 64 right around the corner, the development team changed their mind and switched everything over to the 64. And um, I think that they were planning on using that FX chip that is in a lot of the Super Nintendo games. Sure. You know. Yeah, Star Fox. At at the very end of the Super Nintendo era. Yep. So the story is pretty general as a Mario game usually is. You start off in the castle and Peach invites you to the castle to have some cake. And once you get to the castle, you find out that Bowser has taken the princess and has oh no really taken <laughs> taken over. The princess is missing yet again. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Wow. You would think that she would figure it out. So the castle is completely taken over by enemies and Goombas and turtles and everything else under the sun. And uh, it's Mario's job to defeat Bowser and get the princess back. Pretty. Pretty normal for a Mario game. Yep. So uh, what I did kind of like about the story was that there was somewhat of a push to a story. Uh, Mario World and Mario World 2 had it there, but I think this one pushed it a little bit further than the other games did, so that's kind of nice. There's not much to say about story. I just I gave it a 6 out of 10 just because it was there. Yeah, and maybe I was a little harsher. Yeah, this is the first time you've asked me to review sure. anything. So I, I went pretty low. Like, I gave it a 2 out of 10. No, that's fair. And, and the only reason I did was because it's the same story that we've had all along. The princess is missing. We need to go save her. Yeah. But the other part that really, from a story perspective, like... From someone who's beat the game like numerous times over and over again in the last 20 years, it doesn't exist throughout the gameplay. So as you go from level to level, as part of the open world like expansiveness, you can go anywhere. They don't feed you anything in order to, oh, hey, I need to go here and do this. Yeah, or there's true. no side yeah, quest or there's true. no, like you don't get nuggets to like push you along the way. It's like level completed and then you can go to whatever right. level you want whenever you want and... Like, nothing gets revealed to you. So from a story perspective, I think they did that on purpose so that it did feel more open world and you could go wherever you wanted yeah. to go. But from a story perspective, you know, I spoiler was, alert, like, you save the princess. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know. I struggle with this category in these games that don't have much of a story because in, like, this game, the story is your experience. Correct. You know, and I, I fully understand that, but 
like you said, there there really isn't much there, it's, and they don't they don't give you anything throughout the game. It's like a little bit at the beginning and a little bit at the end, and that's it. Yeah, and I, I'll I'll back that up to say it doesn't really detract from the gameplay per se. Sure, but if you're the type of gamer, and I've known several throughout the years where you want to get immersed in a deep story and understand plot lines and characters and you're playing the game to learn the story, this would not be the game no. for you. But no. like every other Mario title, if you enjoy Mario games, even the, the side scrollers and the older ones that, you know, story's not important, it still makes it a fun game to play without the story there. Sure, but, sure. Yeah, not much for story. Well, all right, so uh, moving on to the graphics, it's a beautiful game. Yeah, it is. And it's fairly clean compared to a lot of even future 64 games. I would agree. There are a few downfalls that I had. The A lot of the textures were super flat. They are. The walls are... It's like they, they give it some sort of texture, but when you really look at it, it looks flat. It, it's like there are lines in there to make it look like brick isn't fooling anybody. No. But um, the enemies looked really good. Everybody moved fairly well. The 3D aspect worked really good, but the camera sucked really bad. I fought with the camera probably this whole game. Sure. I don't know. They did everything they could to make this game look as good as it could be when it came out. They did. And if you look back at the history of the game, Nintendo had challenges right out of the gate. Because they decided to keep the 64 a cartridge-based system, they couldn't add immersive graphics like their competitor with you know sony with cd-based games were doing sure and we'll get to that a little later even with the audio like right. you couldn't bring that to the, the game table so speaking to your flat graphics i don't know if you noticed but like when you would run up on a tree if you decided to run around the tree you would move around the tree but the tree, the tree doesn't, doesn't actually spin yeah you know the the tree stays in front of you and you're like oh wow i'm running around a tree but the, the tree is actually mm-hmm. not moving um, and it was a trick that they used to keep from having to render, you know, extra sprites as you were moving around in the open world, and it cut down on processing and what they actually had to store on the cartridges in order to make it work. So right. It was pretty cool. I mean, I, from day one, you know, going back, and this is 20-year-old, you know, Don launched yeah. it. Like, it was pretty wild, like, running around and seeing Mario in a 3D platform. My initial impression was, oh, wow, he looks weird, because, like, it wasn't, like, a round cap. It was, like, a hexagon cap well when you're looking at it from the first time seeing a 3d rendered game i could see where that would be foreign yeah i mean i grew up with the nintendo stuff but i was very familiar with the 3d of the playstation so like i said i never really had a 64 growing up so i'd missed that generation there yeah and so looking back at the graphics, it didn't really surprise me any, but I could see where seeing those graphics for the first time would be really weird. Yeah, and I had a PlayStation 2 back in the day, but I had gotten it after sure. my 64, so I kind of cut my teeth on the 64. PlayStation definitely had you know a better product in the day, no doubt about it. Yeah. They sold more units, and you know it was a better deal, but... Super Mario 64 is still a great game, and, you know, I mean, as far as, like, the colors and the different characters that they put in, I mean, even from level to level, the attention to detail and how they flesh things out, I mean, for me anyway, it's pretty cool. You know, you had a lot of depth within each level, but then as you would go to a new level, it's like, oh, wow, this is, you know, all underworld or underwater. Yeah. You know. I really liked how they took the 2D Mario and made it 3D without it getting too weird. Correct. It really looked like the Mario World art design. Absolutely. And took that and just made it 3D. And it, it, you could see it. You could see clear as day that it was a Mario game. You could take... I would say you could take any screenshot of that world, any yep. color palette, and you would know that that's a Mario game. Absolutely. The other thing that was kind of interesting is, like, even from a boss perspective, at the end of the first level, when you're fighting the, you know, Turtle Goomba, or not mm. Goomba, Koopa, I think is the correct name. Sure, Turtle yeah. shells, right, whatever. He's huge. You he know, compared huge. to you, you're like, oh, wow, like, in the side-scroller games, like, they were always smaller than you, you know? Like, yeah. you could stomp on them and grab their shells and throw them, and they had smaller versions that you'd find throughout the levels and you, know, you could write on their shelves and stuff but to see that one first a one boss like, like oh man he's massive you yeah know? so it was pretty pretty exciting 
So what'd you give it for graphics? On graphics, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I did too, yeah. So I was a little bit harsh there, but again, if you're comparing it to its its PlayStation rivals, I mean, nothing really beat that back in the day. I mean, that was the bar that everybody was shooting for. Well, and, you know, they came close, but, you know. Looking at it, the future games that came out on the 64, this really was um, what those games modeled after. Absolutely. And you, you can see that not, not only in gameplay, but the graphics, too, where the graphics are basically this, but a little bit better. You know, Banjo-Kazooie looks way better than this game, and it plays better, too. But, I would agree. Um, so gameplay... This will be the longest topic. Sure. Because there was a lot of gameplay in here, and I struggled with a lot of it. Yep. There's a steep learning curve, and I think that was my, like, right out of the gate, my first couple levels, trying to figure out just how to control Mario in general was so difficult. But slowly, level by level, I finally started to figure it out, and What's cool about this game is the replay value of each level. Absolutely. Because you can get super far, and then you have to replay it again. So then, you know, I'm going back to these first levels, and I'm breezing through it. And yep. I'm like, oh, this is a lot easier than it you know, it was when I first started. Exactly. I really struggled with the controls pretty much the whole time. The camera just didn't want to stay still. Were you messing around with the camera buttons to try to, to work it to your advantage? I used the C controls like I would the second analog stick. Yeah, and that's how it, it, it honestly should be done. It does take, uh, to your point, a learning curve to understand how to do it. But from someone who's played the game for 20 years, like yeah, you understand where the cameras go. And I'll be just running and mashing camera <laughs> buttons as I go. To get the camera to turn, because I know I'm getting ready to turn left, so I want the camera to pan left with me as I go so that I don't have to wait for the camera to turn when I turn. And mastering the camera controls is almost another skill set that's required if you're going to be successful in the game, especially when you get into farther levels. As you get into boss levels, it is way harder to try to go left over a small, narrow bridge using an analog stick than it is to pivot the camera so that Mario's facing straight up and to just run yeah. straight across the bridge. Yeah. Because you get to go on wonky if you're left and right and sideways. The next thing you know, you've fallen off. Yeah. You're back to the bottom of the level and you got to start over again. So I was finding that some of those boss levels, it was easier to do like a 2D Mario effect where you would turn sideways so that Mario's running, you know, right or left Correct. instead of, you know, yeah, not actually on an... using the 3D aspect sure. of it. Yep. There was also the bosses themselves. There was maybe a few bosses in each level, but like the Bowser boss at the end of each, I guess you could call them worlds. Yeah. It was like the same boss battle. Correct. And I didn't, I thought that was stupid. That was. Yeah, there's a little bit lacking there because you get through the first Bowser and you're like, did I just beat the game? Like, yeah. what happened? Like, I just fought Bowser and I beat him. And it wasn't too hard once you figure out what you needed to do. Right, yeah. If you've never played the game, like... There was a lot 20 of 20 years ago, Don, like, you're like, okay, what do I do? Like, you're looking for rocks to throw or you're looking yeah. to, like... Okay, and there's nothing. Like, you're on this open platform and you're trying to run around him, to grab his tail to, you know, throw him. You're like, okay, now I get what's going on. But then you have to do that again. And again, and again. Until you figure out that, oh, you got to hit him, throw him on a bomb, and then you actually do damage to him. Yep. Then it's even repetitive. I think it was their attempt at, you know, you learning a skill and then repeating said skill. But it did get a little repetitive. It was like, okay, I'd really like to learn a different pattern or with your typical Mario games. I mean, even in Super Mario 1, like the end of each level, the Bowser didn't spit fire in the same pattern. He started to jump. You're like, okay, now we have another layer of complexity that we have to address, right? So, but no, not not so much here. What did you think about all the different puzzles? I, you know, so for me, and I don't know if folks have played this before, but it's a little strange if I could just to give a little backstory on how it works. I mean, I don't remember specifically how many levels there were because this 15. gameplay through, I didn't play all the levels. Yeah. I got, you know, what I needed to do to beat it, but... <laughs> Each level essentially has eight quests, and you can get eight stars in each level. So you complete the level, you grab a star, and then they throw you out of the level, and you can hop right back into the same level. And in the beginning, you have to do that until you've accumulated enough stars. But once you've accumulated enough stars, you can essentially unlock other doors in the castle and go to other worlds. You don't have to find all eight stars in each level. You can come back to them at any point in time and do them in any order that you want to do them in. So 
it added from a gameplay perspective for me additional layer of that true expansive i can go anywhere at any time i want to within reason i mean you had to meet certain criteria to make it happen but i liked i liked that aspect of not having to do you didn't have to perfect 100 percent every single level no you can make it through i i think you only need 70 stars at the end of the game so correct i was getting to the point where i was like okay i only need like five more stars what can i do that you know is easy that i can just get a couple stars well when you get farther in the game there's certain stars you can't get until you've gone to other levels and unlocked like red switches or green green switches to give mario additional abilities like so for example in one of the underwater levels there's a star visible to you right from the beginning but it's in a um updraft and Mm -hmm. you cannot swim through the updraft until you've gone to a future level and unlocked the switch that gives Mario the metallic ability, which yeah. sinks him directly to the bottom of the pool, and you just walk in and grab it. It's one of the easiest stars to get, but you have to get it in a particular order. Right. So for me, that adds to the gameplay value. So, you know, rewinding the clock 20 years, I put so many hours into this game because they give you no direction from the beginning. You're just thrown into this world. You have to run around and figure it out on your own. So, like, number hours of gameplay was just massive up there. The learning curve, like, at the beginning of each level, when you hop, you know, back into the painting to start the level, they give you a topic or a hint as to what you're supposed to do. To say it's a sentence is an overstatement. It's like three or four words, yeah. you know? Blast to the top of the mountain. And you're like, what? Yeah. What, what or, am I doing? Break, I had one that was break a wall. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean break a wall? It's what? cake if you know which wall you need to break and how right. to do it. Yep. Did you ever I, figure it out? I did. Yeah. I was, I was shooting into every yep. single wall within range. Yep. And eventually I broke the first wall and it didn't do anything. And I'm like, okay, well, there's got to be another wall Correct. that I can break. But yeah, I did en- eventually get that one. Yeah. No, and it, it adds to the gameplay for me. Now, again, I, you know, when I went back, I was able to blast through, I think, the first three levels in probably 30 minutes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, completing all eight stars and building uh-huh. up my star bank. Because I, I remembered all the puzzles and where I needed to go. So right. you just start hammering them out. You know? And I wasn't even completing them in the order that was suggested. So that's the other thing is you get the first star and you hop back into the same painting and you know they give you a tip on what to get. But if you accidentally stumble upon a star, let's say, out of order and you grab it, it'll complete star seven ahead of time. You don't have to do them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So as I remembered and I was going back and replaying, it's like, oh, I'm I'm not going to do that one. That one was kind of difficult. I'm just going to go up here and grab this one because I know where it's at. Yeah. So, but you don't know that the first time going through the game. So you're you're just using the hint that you're provided to try to figure out what you need to do. Right. And that's that's where I was. I was blank slate, you know, walking into this. I spent so much time trying to figure out. I I didn't even know that you could collect 100 coins until I accidentally did it. And I'm like, wait, I get a star for doing this? And then I had to go back and play all those again. Again, adding to the replay value, extending the game's overall time. Yep. I calculated about... 13 hours playing this game yeah once i got up into the higher levels i mean they definitely do increase in complexity and they, they take more time and skill to run through them you're not just gonna i ever watched speed runs online and guys just like blasting through the last yeah. level in five minutes and it's like i could not control mario well enough to make that happen even yeah. to get to the boss in that amount of time yeah i don't play it enough i will um, i think i managed to get three two or three stars in every world Sure. And once I did that, I was happy. I'm like, okay, I, I played them all well, at least to, once through. To, to, to make some of that a little simpler, too, like each level has the, the eight red coins challenge. Right, yeah. And once you figure that out, it's like, oh, so as you start to see red coins, now you know if I map out and remember where those are at, I know that's going to be coming up, right? Start to grab those, and as you complete them, you know, it, it kind of cross another one off the list sort of thing. So, so what, what didn't you like about this game? Uh, gameplay wise so it, it's it's the double-edged sword like from a bad perspective like not being provided any instructions at all right. from the beginning you're just dropped into this immersive world and go like you can run wherever you want to run and yeah. it's how they wanted the game to be but it does really add to the length of time that it's going to take to to beat the game which is right. a good thing and a bad thing um it might have been nice to you know have been given some text if you ran into let's say, a friendly person in the world that may have given you a hint as to where you needed to be or even a simple sentence of, oh, hey, I saw a star up on, you know, yeah, 
Toad could have easily, you know, and he does, yeah. you know, throughout the game, you know, try to help you. Or just um, straight up hands you a star. Exactly. I found this. You're like, oh, hey, I talked to Toad and got a star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, all right, so, all right, kind of segueing from this, but it's still in the gameplay section. Were you able to find any of the castle's secret stars? Because outside of the levels themselves, there's actually secret stars within the castle. Right, so like yeah, okay. when you get so to certain sections... I, I opened up the... I, I did hit the, the switches for the, the red switch and the green switch. Sure. Um, and the ghost switch. Was that blue? Yep. Um, so I did those, and I found one that was in the like peach room, the princess peach room. There was one in there. Um, so I think the it's in the list, right? I think I found like ten. Sure, ten of the secret stars. Yeah, like so. The one that's most predominant that most people get first is once you've unlocked so many stars, you see this like sunburst shining yeah, down in the middle yes, of the and castle, like, and you're like, "What going is on? this?" <laughs> and you have to use the camera angles to actually look up at it. Well, as right. soon as you do, you're dropped into this other world. Now yeah. you're flying, and you're like, what's going on? Like, you're free-falling to your death. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly no, what it seemed like. You're no stopping it, right? And it's going to take a couple of times of going through it to figure it out, but then you eventually unlock a switch and get a star, and right. yeah, hey, you've unlocked one of the castle's secret stars, and you're like, okay, n- now there's like this additional layer to the onion, if you will, of... How many other stars have I missed or, you know, have right. I not gotten? So from a replay value, lots of, you know, digging. Because you can go back and get stars that you haven't gotten that you know about because we know there's eight in each level. But now you'll just be poking around in a world to try to find secret stuff that, you know, could potentially be there. If you're a true completionist, it's right. absolutely doable. And it's not, like, frustratingly doable. Um, I think they hit a pretty good balance there. But So I thought there was seven in each level. I, there could be seven. Oh, okay. I could be wrong on my numbers. <laughs> like, am I, what? You only did seven of the eight? Because <laughs> it, it gave me the... Maybe... I don't know. Does it give you an extra star if you complete them all? No. I don't know. No. My okay. number could be completely there's, off. there's six challenges, and then there's the extra star for the hundred coins. So I think that there's seven. Correct. So, okay. That makes me feel a little better. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. If, no, I, if I'm there's another one... one. No, yeah. I, it, I'm just... <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that I had to go back into each world after collecting a star. That was so frustrating. Why? Just because I know that there's one over there, but I... You wanted to go to a different level. Well, no, not necessarily. Just within the same level, to get a second star, you know, to get multiple stars, you had to play the level all over again. Yep. And that's what... It was so frustrating because every time that I would... Get one star, all the enemies would respawn. Oh, Everything right. starts over again. It's like, crap. Yeah. So yeah, now yeah. I gotta do other things again. So then, you know, it becomes a challenge in itself to plan w- which stars you're gonna get and in which order. Now, the coin star, you get lucky because you don't have to restart over again. Sure. But why not do that for all of them? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. So as you're starting to figure it out, and you know, it's like, oh, I got thrown out of the painting. Let me see if I can hop back in. And then you do, and you're right. like, oh, hey, there's another quest. So you start doing that over and over again for the first, you know, I would say two to three levels. But then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you've unlocked enough stars and another door in the castle open. You're like, I want to go check that out because right, I'm tired yeah, yeah. of, you know. So as you start to move around, like, it, it definitely helps with that that fatigue of having to... But I could totally see... Even I for just, myself, I'm like, oh, I, I got to grind through, like, yeah, the I, first I level or to, two to get enough stars to get to some of the funner levels. I wanted to get through all the stars in the first couple levels. So it's like this constant running get a star, restart the level. Yep. Running get a star, restart the level. And it just gets... It, there's a, a bit of a repetitiveness to it. There is. And it's... I don't know. It, it dropped my score a little bit for sure. that. Did you find the challenges within each of the levels were unique enough, though, to keep you intrigued like when you went back into a level was the level different enough now that you had to unlock a different area of the level or go into a different place where it was like okay this is new like this wasn't here before yeah like even in the yeah, first level you that. can't talk to a babam until i think you're three or four stars in but all of a sudden you have cannons that you can use that'll yeah. get you to like floating islands that you know you were not like well i didn't even think there were you know so they tried to add some depth to it but I, I your point's totally justified. Sure. Yeah, for sure. It's it, I did I didn't appreciate that that you could go in and see different stuff each time, and the fact that there was still you know when you first start off and you you get the first star it's like okay I got my star, 
oh, wait, now there's more. Well, I, I didn't see any more. Exactly. So then you got to go and hunt them down. Yep. And that's that's part of the fun, too. The wing cap was cool. They made it, like, this huge deal. You know, oh, we got all these cool new, you know, superpowers. That's yep. awesome. But it was a pain in the butt to actually use. Sure. And um, it wasn't in very many levels. No. And it's like, again, going back to, you know, this is a Mario game. You They have it on the cover of the, the game. They do. So just, you know, put it in a few more levels. It would have made it just that much better, you know, to make it more iconic for this game to be, this is the wing cap game, you know. Uh, so again, to tie retro back to new, like if you didn't like it in Super Mario 64, then you're probably really not going to like Super Mario Odyssey for... The Nintendo Switch, which mm. is scheduled to release at the end of this year because they're bringing the cap back and, again, all sorts of cool new superpowers that we can use with the cap. Right. right? So I, they're kind of bringing back, right, in the new stuff what they were doing in the old. And I think, you know, even looking at the older side-scrollers, Mario 1, Mario 2, not so much, but even in Super Mario 3, like, the Tanuki suit was, like, mm-hmm. huge. Like, Mario can turn into a raccoon and he can fly. Like, oh, yeah. my Lord. Like, but... To your point, it was in all the levels for the most part. Like right. if you could find it, it was like, all right, now I'm I'm on fire. You know, you can't stop me because now I got my tail. Right. And, and you that's know. that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, yeah, it wasn't they're there. Super iconic in yep. each game, and this one just didn't. It was there and it was cool, but they it, just didn't have it enough. Yeah, it did fall a little flat. I'm with you there. Um, I loved all the different moves that Mario could do. The back jumps and the side jumps and the the wall jump, I think, was a new concept. Absolutely. And um, they really, the level design really um, played on that. Where it did. You had, there were some stars you couldn't do unless you mastered the wall jump or mastered the back jump. Correct. There was one towards the very end where you had to, you, there was a wall jump, there was a a back jump, like a full like jumping like puzzle that you had to do to Correct. get to the star. And yeah, I, was, I loved I, that one. Yep, yep. It could be frustrating too, though. It's you're frustrating, like, but it's on? not. It's not like live ending. Oh no, no, you didn't yeah. have to start the level all over again no. just to play. You know, it was there was a little bit of forgiveness there where you could Correct. just you if you fall, you got to start the puzzle over again. Yep. I had a lot of fun doing those. I would agree. How, how did you rate overall gameplay? Uh, I gave it an eight out of ten. Okay. Um, again, j- only because the, if if it was if the camera was a lot better, and maybe put the Mario wing cap in there a little bit more, I would have given it a ten. Sure. But yeah, I, I guess I'm a softie. This is my favorite uh, category. I I went ten out of ten. Sure. There's yeah. a lot of longevity in this game. Um, and again, if you're a completionist, and I, I don't consider myself a completionist by any means. I'm not the type who'll grind through a game just to get a bunch of new weapons or right. inventory. Um, but I've beat this game so many times that it definitely was on my punch list of um, I got to get all the stars and figure out where all this stuff's at. And I've done it a couple of different times. Yeah. Um, and it takes me, you know, months to you know refigure out where everything was. And it's like, oh man, this one was tough back then. Where's this at? Well, you, you know, got 15 levels and you know yep. seven stars in each level. It becomes challenging. Yeah, I've done it. Um, lots of longevity, and it's it's from a replay value. You know, for me, a lot of the games today don't have a lot of replay value. Once you've gone through them and you've learned the the super immersive story, like, I'm not going... Th- like, I know the story. I'm not going to replay it again. There's no value in it. Right. I could pick this game up any day of the week and start grabbing stars and rerunning around the world and, you know, just having fun. So Yeah, absolutely. I think m- the hardest part for me in this, this whole game, the hardest part was the learning curve. Yeah. I mean, it, it was... Not easy to get up and rolling with it. I actually had the camera angle control on one of my positives. Now, again, it wasn't as smooth as it could have been. And I could be completely wrong here. But from my perspective, it's the first time that I was able to actually control the camera angles and move the camera angle around to my advantage so that I could make it easier for me to complete said quest or said level. It did require some additional skill to learn. And it was kind of clunky because as you hit the C buttons, like it moves you know, quarter turn in each direction. Like, it's not, like, hold it down and pan it to exactly where you want it and let it go. It's hit the button once and it's going to move a particular chunk. And maybe you had to move Mario a quarter turn and then hit the camera again to get it lined up exactly how you wanted. So I I agree. 
it wasn't perfectly smooth, but from a player control perspective, like being able to control the camera and, and maneuver that through the levels was positive for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. I mean, for for the game at its time, it absolutely it's it's awesome. It's yeah. a completely different, completely new concept. But for me, going through and playing the game, it was so frustrating. <laughs> oh, and, and twenty year ago, me was yeah. in the same boat. I'm oh, like, yeah, I'm what sure. is this? Like, it, it was for sure. So let's let's talk about the music a little bit now. Yeah. Music, not just the music itself, but like the sound effects too. Sure. The music is very memorable. I enjoyed pretty much every level. I did notice that it repeated a little bit in the later levels. And that was okay, but it really turned this game into a, a instant classic soundtrack. Absolutely. I mean, you hear any one of these levels at any point, and it's like, that's Mario 64. Yep. And for me, like, you know, one of the biggest things was the uh, the audio and the music for me really added to the levels themselves. Like, the biggest example I can give is when you get dropped in a water level, right from the beginning, like, you fall out of the sky and you end up in water and... Mm-hmm. The audio itself, I mean, is very... It parallels you being in a water level. It just submerses you, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. and, oh, hey, I'm supposed to be swimming, you know? Or it it puts you into the world that that you're in. So the soundtracks really overlay well with the levels. I think they did a pretty good job of hitting that on the head. I like that there was a little bit of voice acting. For most of us, this was the first time you've heard Mario... And again, this is Mario's voice now. I mean, you can't you you can't really change Mario's voice anymore. No. Like especially after this game came out, it's like all you have now is this iconic Mario voice. Yeah. And they've laid it out through the rest of the games, which I really like. Um, I like that they put Peach's voice in there too. Well, just that's I mean a little bit, you know. You put but, the cartridge in, you turn the game on, and you better just sit back for three minutes and wait yeah. for the intro to roll. You know, yeah. Peach is reading you the letter, inviting you to the castle, and you're like, "What? I don't know." It's kind of on a downside for me too. Like, there's not enough of that in no, this not. game. Like, I mean, it really. If they would have brought that to this game, I think it just would have been killer. I mean, as far as scores and stuff go, it would have right. just put it off the charts. But oh yeah cartridge-based system we don't have room to store all those you know so they were very selective and I, you don't get enough of that in my opinion you don't but the fact that it's in there at all oh no it was what, great but i makes it when you get it right out of the gate and like that's the first thing like a minute into the you haven't even started and you're hearing like the voice acting i'm like yeah. oh this is going to be amazing and then <laughs> afterwards when you're having to read every screen again yeah, i'm like true. oh like where did it go yeah that's true yeah and it's not like i don't know it's not an epic score like i'm not going to when i say score i don't mean like the score i gave it i mean right, like a, the a, a audio musical score, score audio yeah. score yeah I mean, it's not as memorable as some of other games that I've played, like, you know, like, say, Final Fantasy VII. I mean, that's sure. just, you know, for me, mind-blowing. Like it was, Yeah, absolutely. The music was epic in that game. And this, not so much. I mean, it's your, your typical, you know... It's very typical Mario. Nintendo Mario score. But it's new enough to where it's not like, oh, hey, we're using the same old stuff again. Yeah, you know? yeah. They did put some effort into it, so... Yeah, they changed it up without losing the Mario feel to it. One of the downfalls that I had, apart from it being slightly repetitive between the different levels, is that they, the tracks seem really short. So within the same level, you would hear the same song over and over and over and over again. You did, and some of that... So again, two different takes... 20 year ago me same boat yeah. me now because i'm blasting through the levels and i know where i yeah. need to be going i'm not you getting to the it. point where those tracks are you know because i'm just grinding through it and going but yeah you do get to the point if you're spending a lot of time in these immersive uh submersive worlds where yeah it's going to repeat on you yeah for sure so i ended up giving it a seven out of ten okay yeah, we were pretty close. I ended up giving it an 8 out of sure, 10. Sure, yeah. So. It was iconic Mario, and I really enjoyed it. It's just it looped a little bit. Yep, for sure. Overall experience, um, a little frustrating for me uh, right out of the gate. I did learn it. I did get it down. I feel like, you know, especially once I beat Bowser, I felt like, okay, I got this now. And I a part of me wanted to continue playing, 
just to you know yep. check out some of the some of the other puzzles, some of the rest of those um, worlds that I hadn't fully explored. Didn't at least not yet. Sure, but it's definitely there. I definitely feel the replay value now that I understand the controls a little bit more. It seems like it would be a little bit easier to pick it up later. But yeah, it's very classic Mario. And I enjoyed that. Yeah, there were a few levels out of the 15 that I really dread playing. Like, I just, I don't want to say they were so tough, but, like, they just, I don't know. They fell a little flatter than some of the others. I hated so, the snow one. Oh, see, that's one of my oh, favorite ones. Yeah. You're sliding around yeah, all over the place. It. Like, you can't control them. And it's cool, because it was in other games. Like, yeah. you get on ice, you're sliding. Like, it's... I guess. But if you really get the controls down, like the slide from the top of the mountain down the hill, I mean, you can get him just a whizzing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So some of the other levels, and I can't remember the names of them specifically, but... Like one of the cavern levels where you have the spiders with the big, like, sticky pads that are, you know. Yeah. The level was so, like, dark. Like, from a graphical perspective, oh, yeah. like, and dingy. And you're in a cave, it's supposed to be. Like, I get that. But I, I hated grinding through the eight I stars because I wanted, you know, all of them. But, you know. I played that level over and over and over again. And I think I only got, like, three stars. Yeah. Because it's, one, it's a huge level. It is. And two, you end up in the same rooms over and over again, and it's like, I don't even know where I'm going. Exactly. They try and give you a map, like, yeah. hey, look, this is where you're at. Like, yep. that, I don't know where I've been. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you get to running in circles. So, yeah, some of them I don't enjoy playing, but there's a couple of other ones. And, again, I don't remember the name, but there's kind of a hybrid water level where... Um, you're on land and you're on boxes, but you're floating in water. And Wet, you, dry world. You hit uh, switches to raise and lower yep. the water. Le- like to me, that's like one of the funnest levels to fun. play. It's farther in the games. So you got to work to get to it, but that's a cool level. I mean, from a puzzle feature, yeah. like you know, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I really liked the um, ghost house level. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, the wet dry level was fun. Um, I didn't like the the boss levels. They were just just straight up platforming. Yep. Like there was no world to even look at. It's just straight up platforming. Agreed. Another one that I didn't like the big small Mario level. That one's really. That's weird. a little weird. Yeah. It's you know because you can change between the two worlds. It's like I don't really know. I don't really know where I'm supposed to be going. Exactly. I don't know where the stars are. I think I managed to get one. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm done. Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got one. Don't need it. Moving on. <laughs> yep, yep. No, I agree. I, you know, for me, and this is, you know, coming from, you know, the days we're at now where, you know, we've waited forever for, you know, Breath of the Wild to come out, mm-hmm. another big, you know, open, expansive, true world. This was their attempt at that, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, and the very first thing I did when I put the cartridge in, because they had been touting, you know, you can take Mario anywhere. You know, these levels are open world. They're huge. They're, you know, I ran Mario as far as I could get Mario to run to try (laughs) to find the edge of a map. Yeah. And if you do it, like, it honestly doesn't take you that long. No. You know, before you're like, oh, I, I can't go any farther. Yep. You know, and the way they rendered things, you're like, oh, there's a lot of stuff out there, but, like, you can never get there. It gets fuzzy and faded and, right. you know. But it gives you that impression that the worlds are a lot bigger than they are. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of gameplay and a lot of longevity there, but I'm like, oh, it's not as open world as I thought. Like, I can't go anywhere I want to go. Like, I have boundaries, you know. So that was a little disappointing. But for your first true, like, open world, like, can take Mario anywhere I want. I'm not on a particular path. There are no quests. It's literally just running around trying to figure it out. Like, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know? You don't have to be forced from left to right or to complete a particular puzzle in a particular order. You can do them in any order you want. And once you get enough stars, like, you can float around between, you know, five, six, seven worlds at a time if you wanted to. Yeah. You do have to grind through a little bit in the beginning, but it's kind of like your your modern day, you know, tutorial where you got to learn the controls, so you're figuring stuff out in the first couple of levels on how to use the camera to your advantage and the different types of moves and butt stomps to squash, you know, goombas and stuff. So yeah. You can definitely see that this was a big inspiration for a lot of the future games to come. Absolutely. In the, in not just the 64, but 
future Nintendo games and future game gaming as a whole, this game really laid a lot of groundwork for yeah. what, you know, 3D adventure. This is really more of an adventure game than it is anything else. Yeah. And uh, when I played it, I had played Banjo-Kazooie um, a few years ago. I it, My first impression was, this is just like Banjo-Kazooie. Well, it wait, is. no, it's the other way around. It is. Banjo-Kazooie is just like this game. Yes. And, you know... Yeah, they were cutting their teeth on this one. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. what, your point earlier, like, they learned a lot. Yeah. As a launch title, I mean, they had time to develop it for sure, but... Yeah, future games were definitely improved upon and took this to the next degree. Right. I really enjoyed this game. I gave it an 8 for an overall. That's where I was at overall, 8 out of 10. Yeah. I'm glad that I finally beat it. Yeah. I was really happy when it was done. Sure. (laughs) I would encourage you to keep your saved game file, though. Oh, yeah. It's a great game to throw in on a rainy day, especially after you've already beat it and now, like, things are unlocked and you have the freedom. I want. So for me, like part of the frustration, I don't even know what category to put it in, but you know, as I started out, I'm like, oh crap, like I have nothing. Like I'm starting from zero again. Like I can't go anywhere I want to go. So now I have to blast through the first three levels to get enough stars to start to move around to get to the fun levels that I want to play. Right. So now that you've got the ability to roam around, I think the game perspective will probably be a little bit different for you that, you know, you're not stuck, you know, trudging through some of the stuff that, you know, you've already done. So, yeah. 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 Some of the puzzles, once you've done them once, it's, it's done. I would agree. Like, Like the ghost, the ghost level is pretty much all puzzle. And once you've beaten the puzzle, you know where it's at. There's no correct question about it. It's like, well, you know that this painting you can go through now. Yep. And I don't know. But yeah, definitely replay value is there. And I appreciate that for a lot of games that I've played just in the podcast, it's not there at all. So yeah, it's it's been a fun game. I, I enjoyed this uh, pretty much all the way through, aside from the stinking camera. <laughs> <laughs> I if you If you watch any of my streams... I spend so much time just, like, hating the camera. Sure. And I'll get to a point where I'm jumping, I'm platforming up, and something will hit me. And Mario just, like, spazzes out, and then I'm trying to control him and jump around, and he's just jumping all over, and he ends up falling off the edge or whatever. Yeah, I guess we could kind of circle back to that a little bit, too. I mean, (laughs) we can throw it in the overall category, but, you know, from a graphics perspective... There are glitches oh, in this yeah, game. Oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about that. So from, you know, like a texture mapping, like, and and you'd have to look up some YouTube videos, but they've actually exploited some of the glitches to sure. warp you into getting stars way sooner than you should be able to. You know, you walk up next to a wall, and the game doesn't necessarily know, like, how to render you and the wall that close, so the wall, like, starts blinking and disappears. Yeah. And, you know, Mario's kind of, like, having a mini seizure, and then you walk away, and it's like, oh, the world's right again, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's it's throughout the game in all the levels. Like depending on where you take Mario, I mean, it's not. I I wouldn't say it's not buttery smooth. It absolutely is, but you can definitely make the graphics like freak out. Like if you put him in a weird corner, just regular gameplay. I ran into that way too much. I think some of that's with the camera angle adoption, though. Too, you spin the camera in the wrong angle, and it doesn't know how to pan outside the the field of view. Right. Because the camera would be behind the wall that's outside the scope of, you know, the world, so it, it, it freaks. I think the biggest one that I noticed was every time I landed on a platform right on the edge, he didn't know whether to fall off the yeah, edge yeah. or to stay on it. So you, he would it, just like... And then you'd either fall off. Most of the time you're falling off. Yeah, I know. Because he would, like, vibrate to the point where he would, like, shimmy himself off the island. You're like, what? So bad. Yeah. So bad. It's it's very glitchy at times. For me, I'm laughing because it's memorable. Like, oh, I, yeah. I fought through that 20 years ago. So, no, yeah. I've gotten to the point, though, now where it's like I can grab, like, a cannon and I know, like, where to shoot myself in the sky so that I'm going to land right in the other cannon. Like, I never even land <laughs> on the platform. It's just wow. like boom to boom to go. Like, because I spent so yeah, many sure. hours as a teenager trying to figure out how to hit the platform. And then it was like... Screw hitting the platform. Like, I want to land right in the other cannon. Where do I need the crosshairs to be to, you know, speed this process up? You know, and and even, like, from a glitching perspective, like, if you're trying to fall into a, like, cannon hole, for lack of a better term, 
like a lot of times, like you'll end up grabbing the inside of the wall because he doesn't know, like he doesn't know that you're trying to fall. And then you got to hit the release button to fall down. Yeah. So it adds to you know additional you know glitchiness, if I, you will. Yeah, I found the easiest way was to ground pound down into those holes. You got it. <laughs> that was the easiest way. Yep. So uh, my total score was a 36 out of 50. I th- you had a 35 out of 50. So it gave yep. us a 71. Just a C. It's, I'm I know. sad, man. Like, I, I want to cry. Like, you told me that before we started, and I'm like, hey, what? <laughs> like, no. This game's better than that. It, it yeah. I, I get it, though. The numbers fall where they are, and it does fall flat in a couple categories. I mean, right. for me, it fell flat on story, and I think for you, it fell flat on uh, gameplay yeah, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Some of these games that you have a lot of nostalgic value to them, it's, it's so it's, tough to see them, you know, to judge them so harshly. But, I mean, when you're looking at it, you know, and, and playing them all the way through, some of them just, they're, they were great as a kid when you don't really, you're not trying to really inspect them nope, with yep. such a microscope, you know. I'm with you. Play them through and not really care about, who cares about glitches, who cares about the bad camera. This is the only game you have, you, exactly. you're going to play it till it's dead. You got it. So, you know, I totally get that. But I had a lot of fun playing. I, I haven't played this game before, so it was the first time run through. Um, and... Anybody who's interested can see it. Uh, I have all the gameplay up at zapnight.com. You can go to our YouTube channel and watch everything. That You can see all my fails. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> I don't know how many lives I went through, but it was way oh, too sure. many. Yeah. Way too you got to learn to ground pound early, man. Yeah, like Before you're hitting the ground, like take the hit and then go <laughs> grab some coins. <laughs> it was, it's, yeah, so many, so many lives wasted. So many Mario's dead. <laughs> So, uh, let's talk a little bit about a thrift shop game. We played, um, Nightmare Creatures. And yeah. This, this was a 64 game as well. I bought this at a thrift shop for six ninety nine, which Woo-hoo. I think is a little steep. <laughs> you're, you're regretting said thrift store purchase? No, no, no. No, not at all. Just, it was a little steep for a thrift shop game. Sure. But, I mean, when I'm spending most of the time, I'm spending, like, maybe two ninety nine, three ninety nine. Oh, yeah. Four ninety nine max. Yeah, apparently not max, but well, um, the sixty four games are a little bit harder to come by. So I guess maybe I felt like yeah, it was I don't worth know. It. I mean, the cartridge games, even the sixty four ones, they they tend to hold on to value. They do, I, man. They're I mean, you're not stamping them out like you were CD based games back in the day, I guess. But you know, yeah, oh, yeah. some of the you know more popular N sixty four titles are pretty pricey. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, this game, I it's kind of just a zombie slasher type game i mean you're just going around you're you start off kind of in a graveyard and you just are hacking zombies and werewolves and other weird gargoyle creatures i don't know it's it was fun but i don't know if i could play it all the way through it was really dark like it was just the the lighting setting was really dark and really hard to see i actually had to turn off the light to actually be able to see the screen to see where we were going uh the controls were really difficult the camera sucked, and there was no controlling the camera. No. And we kind of figured out that you got to ditch the analog stick and use the D-pad to yeah. make it work. And once we did that, like, things got better. It but did. But the controls still detracted to the point to where, like, I don't I don't think I could make it through the whole game. We can barely make it through the first couple levels. Well, and the other thing, too, like, I mean, I don't remember the names of the characters, but we started out with a guy, and we couldn't pick any items up, and the items seemed to really help, like, get rid of the creatures quicker than trying to dispatch them with just your, you know, given weapon. So once we switched over to the the female character, like, the game became much easier to play. Yeah, because she, the, the guy had just, like, a staff. And I really think that, or a javelin or something like that. Oh, yeah, whatever. I, I think he kept running into the box that the items were on and that y- you couldn't get past it. Where the girl, she had like a dagger or something and she just would s- pick up the items no problem. Yep. So once we switched to the girl character, it made the game a little bit easier. And the D-pad made the game a little bit easier. But yeah, I don't agreed. know. I don't think I could get through this game all the way through. No, I, it, the controls definitely detracted from gameplay for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But so, I don't know. I, it's a rated mature game. I mean, for a Nintendo title, it was, yeah, it was that's a little weird. gory. I mean, you know, it's Nintendo 64 graphics and such. But, you know, we were cutting people in half. And yeah. at one point, I think you actually shot 
uh, one of the monsters' heads, heads off yeah. and it landed, you know, across the map. I'm like, oh wow, did that just happen <laughs> in a Nintendo game? So and, yeah, there was that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. So if anybody's interested, there's um, our thrift shop game will be up on uh, YouTube. Check us out. Like I said, everything is at zapnight.com. You can see everything we've ever done and everything we're working on currently. Uh, thanks so much, Don, for being on the podcast. Hey, you know, uh, thank you. Like, I, you know, I don't get a game often when you ask me to sit in and help out. I'm like, hey, this will be cool. It's the first time I've ever done it, but it was pretty cool. Like, playing games, but, you know, having to be cognizant of how I was going to score things as I was going through. And it's really the first time I've ever done that. And I, it was a blast. I had a lot of fun yeah. coming over and just reviewing. So, Well, thanks for encouraging me to play uh, Mario 64. I don't think yeah. I otherwise would have. Great title, man. You got to get all those stars. I you know. Go back and do it. I know. Grind I it know. out. It's, I usually do in Mario games, too. Just I wanted to just get this done with. It was that dang camera. Yeah, and I'm sure it comes through <laughs> in the way I talk. But I'm a Mario fanboy. Have been sure, for a long, yeah. long time. Got to play the new titles. That's why I've been looking for a Switch. Yeah. I got to get a hold of Mario Odyssey when it there. comes out. Gotta and, hunt them down. I know, and part with 400 bucks. I know. <laughs> Ouch. I know. But definitely want to try me some of that new Mario. Oh, yeah. It looks sure. like fun. Yeah. Uh, a little weird, but it looks like fun. Yeah, the <laughs> whole merging the of the, like... Too, well, yeah, that does look weird, but I'm really interested in, and again, I don't know what level, the, some of the stuff is still pretty secret squirrel, but they had a video a few uh, weeks, maybe a month back now, where like you walk up to a turret, like in a castle, um, like a castle tower, mm-hmm. Mario goes through a tube, and then he becomes a 2D flat version of Mario again really? that's now like side-scrolling around the side of the castle wall till they get to the top, and then he comes out 3D again. Oh. So it's kind of the merging of 3D and 2D, so there's some That's side-scroller cool aspects within the levels that they haven't done before. It reminds me of that Zelda game that came out not that long ago, where he could, like, go flat against the wall. I think it was on the 3DS or something. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it looks like fun. So, uh, thanks again. I'm sure that we can get together again here soon and play some more games. Yeah, and for do sure. Some more stuff. We'd and love to. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, next month, we are playing um, Ukulele. I'm playing that with Lori. What is that? That is the Rare uh, developers of Rare. for sure. They... um, Killer Instinct and... Yeah. Banjo-Kazooie and Donkey Kong Country. Absolutely. They... After they disbanded, they created a separate... I think it's still... I don't know. I don't think it's rare anymore. But they created their own like little group of developers. And they made a Kickstarter for a game called Ukulele. Hence Banjo-Kazooie and sure, sure. Ukulele. It's the same concept of a gameplay, but it's a newer, you know, graphically enhanced... PC? Console? All. Oh, really? It's, it's out for everything. I have it for the uh, PS4, so I'll look that's into what that. we'll be playing. Yeah, nice. And uh, yeah, they made a Kickstarter. They they I think they got like two million in the first like week or something wow. like that. Yeah, crazy, crazy numbers. So yeah, we'll be picking that up uh, throughout next month, and um, I'm planning on streaming it. I haven't yet, but I'm it should be up. Again, everything is at zapnight.com. If you're interested, check us out, and we will see you guys next month.